Welcome back to episode number 114 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff the NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's everybody's voice, guys. I want to hear from you. Email me, jeff at the npdude.com. I want to hear what's going on with you. I want to know what's bugging you, because if it's bugging you, it's got to be bugging me. It should be bugging everybody else, too. And, um... Yeah. I feel like crap again. Snowing out right now. I can hardly see where I'm going, and I'm driving... Ooh, something just hit my window. Howie. I don't know what the hell that was. But, um... Yeah, it's been been slow on the Facebook, man. I, I, I really think I'm capped out. I'm as good as I'm ever going to get, I think. I don't know. I've got like 1970. I've got 30 more to go, guys. And we were popping like 50 in a day, like consistent there for a while. And now it's just slow. So keep sharing the show. I do appreciate you guys doing it. I, I, I can't believe that we're capped out at 1970. I just can't. I don't know. I mean, it's this is, this is an average at best podcast, but I think there's good content here that people... Uh, Seem like they, they get good value from, you know, I get people that are helping support the show on Amazon. I got people supporting the show, uh, with donations. I got a key, a couple great dono- donations out there. Thanks guys. You guys know who you are. I really appreciate it. It's big dollar donations. It's awesome. Um, it's not my mom and dad. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But, um, and I got people wanting to buy the, the chronic intractable t-shirts. So I'm, I've got enough people out there that are wanting to support the show that I really think that, uh, that we can get this thing higher. So support the show by spreading the word guys, tell your friends, if you're, if you're listening on iTunes and you're not on Facebook that often, but you're a Facebook listener, go on Facebook, give me a like. That's a good way for me to recognize that you're out there on iTunes because there's no way to track iTunes. It's kind of a, it's a great tool, but it's really hard to, I have no idea how many people, and I've got tons of people still that'll send me a message that I know I've never seen their name on the Facebook coming through. And I'll search through my likes, and I'm like, they're not on there, just out of curiosity. And um, I got people all the time that are sending me comments or questions or concerns and issues, stuff like that, but it's from iTunes. It's not It's not on Facebook. It's not anywhere else. So go on Go on Facebook if you're, uh, if you're a listener, or if you're on iTunes, go ahead and give me a rating. I got one uh, negative rating there didn't tell me why I had one comment somebody had a good comment on there it gave me a four and, and they said uh, you do the the uh, housekeeping stuff and then uh, you know they, they don't like that <laughs> and I'm like well I kind of need to do the housekeeping it's important for the people that are supporting the show to recognize how good they're doing so for you that are not supporting the show and just listening um, I'm cool with that you can skip to minute five or six or seven and then um, and skip the housekeeping section I'm cool with that that's a great comment but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not do the housekeeping. It's important for my listeners to know right off the bat that the efforts that they're giving me by sharing the show are, are paying off, and uh, people want to hear about this stuff and uh, it's kind of what's going on with the, with my community within the NP dude. So I appreciate that comment. It's a great comment, but uh, I'm not gonna change that. I think it's important. So um, skip it if you want. I'm cool with it. I'm open source. Use what you want and re- ignore the rest. I'm good with it. Um, Chronic Attractable shirts first runs in. I'll be sending those out probably this weekend because I'm driving to snowy work and I'm probably going to be swamped until Friday night. Probably Saturday morning in reality. But um, those will be going out shortly and um, I'll be taking orders if anybody wants one. I'll, I'll probably run another second run here in the next couple weeks. So um, if you want one, 25 bucks. Unless you're over in Excel, then it's 27 and uh, just send me an email, jeff at the mpdude.com. I'll get to, I need your size, your name, and your address so I can know where to ship them. So that's all I need from you guys. I'll send you the link on how to pay. 
got a story about just something that happened to me over the weekend, and um, it was um, disheartening and heartwarming at the same time, <laughs> to say the least. And it was a discussion I had with a physician, and um, it wasn't my brother's. It was a physician in the community. He just happened to be in the same space, and we we started talking and had a discussion over you know a cup of coffee, and uh, turned into uh, not the most. I wouldn't say it was unfriendly, but just not the, you know, we certainly didn't see eye to eye on things. And, and so I want to tell you guys about it and how I kind of handle it and how I, I tend to, you know, my, I flip into my attorney where I want to be argumentative. And if you've listened to Ian's, Ian's podcast yet, he did a podcast on me and psychoanalyzed me. And I think he did a pretty good job on it. Um, but I do get confrontational, dude. It's hard. It's it, I have to turn it off. And so uh, when somebody starts pushing, I start pushing back, and I I revert into that shithead lawyer, and I try not to because it's not um, it's not something I like to do. I, I, it's not helpful. And and I've seen the the the, the proverb: if if you uh, can choose between being right or being kind, be kind. I try to do that one, um, but it doesn't always work. So that's that's the only thing I saw off on your your podcast to me, dude, is that I, I do get confrontational and I don't want to be. And so this guy says to me, um, I was talking about, you know, you know, I was an NP and he said, I'm a specialist. And I said, oh, okay, that's great. You know, and, and he um, immediately says, well, I'm working with the state legislature right now as we speak to... Um, to um, make it mandatory that NPs have to be taught at least one year of practicum through a physician. And I kind of smiled and he goes, oh, well, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? Tell me the truth. And I said, well, I think that's kind of ridiculous, but, you know, that's 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 cool. <laughs> if you want to do that, that's fine. You have a right to go do that. And he goes, well, what do you, why do you mean that? And I said, well, there's a couple things I see wrong with this. I said, first and foremost... I already was taught by, I had two of my preceptors were physicians. He's assuming that NPs are not taught medicine in, in NP school, because that's his contention, is that nurse practitioners are taught by nurses, and they're going to practice medicine, and that doesn't make sense to him. That logic doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense to me either, but it's a false, it's a fallacy, because in reality, we're taught medicine in NP school and nursing. And so we do both. And I explained, I tried to explain that to him, that, you know, we do both. We do medicine and we do NP. We, you know, we're nurses, but we happen to practice medicine and we're taught medicine. And he's like, well, how many doctors did were in your, in your, in your uh, program that taught you? And I said, well, we had one physician that taught probably about a third of the coursework. And he was, his mouth hit the table and goes, I didn't realize that. I said, yes, it's true. And a lot of programs do have physicians. And we had a PharmD teach our pharmacy, pharmacy, um, pharmacology class. So it's, you know, the, the resources aren't just nurses teaching nurses. There's other things out there. We draw on the community, but we also had PhDs in research. We had, so it was, it was a little bit more broad based than you, you're giving us credit for. And oh, by the way, my clinicals had two out of the four. I spent the majority of my time with, with DO and an MD learning medicine. So I resent the fact that you think that we do that. And, he, and it rolled into, but nurses hide behind their nursing and I said please explain because I don't understand that I'm not hiding behind anything I'm doing good care I'm I don't know what you're talking about not hiding behind anything and it it turned into a discussion about how 
nurses want the mind, body, spirit all aligned, and that and was, quote, a bunch of bullshit, and that uh, even physicians in family practice, after they get lazy, turn into allopaths and do this other type of um, care where it's, where it's more... Um, philosophical rather than heart physiology, pharmacology, pathophysiology, and all that good stuff. And I said, well, that's a problem with your profession, not mine, because we practice medicine and we do both. So I don't know what to tell you. And um, it went into a diatribe of, of how, you know, this specific physician is so good at his job that he can go in and physically assess and, and diagnose in three, 3.2 minutes Three minutes is the number I heard. Um, Specifically, what is wrong with this individual and treat them and be out the door. And I said, wow, that's fantastic. That's why you get really, really, really high malpractice uh, insurance premiums and a higher risk of of malpractice suits than than nurse practitioners. Because I'm not doing anything in 3.2 minutes other than say hello and how are you doing? (laughs) Because it just takes longer than that to really do good care. Speedy care is not good care. And that's the problem that happens in the medical model is that this individual truly believes that the medical model is the best model because that's what he was taught. And his core belief, if we shatter that, then then he doesn't know what to believe anymore. It's faith. His faith is medicine. It's not God. It's medicine. And that's a scary place for me. That's just as scary as nurses hiding behind their, you know, nursing which I still don't understand. So this this individual says, I spend my three minutes with my patients and I, they love me and they, they give it. I said, how do you know they love you? They only come in and see you for three minutes and you're talking the whole time about what you're going to do. And so I said, okay, that might be the case in your specific practice. That might work for you, but let's take it to family practice. And I said, I'm going to give you a hypothetical, and I want you to answer what you think you would do. Or I'm going to describe the difference. This is how I said it. I said, I'm going to describe, I'm going to give you an example of nursing versus medicine. I said, primary care provider walks into a room, practicing the medical model. Patient is on three different um, anti-diabetic medications. One of them happens to be a combo designer medication. Patient's sitting there dressed nice, looks clean shaven, smells clean, looks appropriate, walk in the room. Physician says, how you doing today? Diabetes, are you taking your medicine? Is everything good? Um, I I see your A1C is at 9.7. That's not good enough. Are you eating sugar? Well, let's see, that's not good. Let's go ahead, you gotta cut out the sugar and we're gonna go ahead and increase your anti-diabetes medication and dosage on one of them and we're going to see you in three months all right and they listen to the heart and the lungs they check the feet maybe and they're out the door there's your three minutes and i said that's that's medical model right there and he goes what's wrong with that i said well let me go ahead and do the nursing model you walk into the room hi mr jones i see your a1c is going what's going on man what's going on with you well it's been hard man i lost my job that sucks, dude. How long ago did you lose your job? It's about five months ago. Did you find anything? No, it's been hard. I haven't found anything. Well, that man, that's scary. It's coming up on Christmas. So, are you, are you guys doing okay? Well, we're we're doing okay, but you know, my wife's working, but our insurance, we lost our insurance. Really, that sucks. 
so are you guys making your bills? Well, we're making bills, but I just can't pay for my medicine. That, that designer medication you prescribed for me about a year ago was doing great. My A1C was well controlled. My feet didn't hurt. I didn't have any diabetic neuropathy. Now my feet hurt. And I can't keep my A1C down. And I can't eat any less sugar. I'm not eating anything. I'm starving myself to try to keep my diabetes under control. Gee, man, that, that's awful. All right, well, here's what we could do. We're going to break that designer drug up. Can you afford the $4 medicines at Walmart? Yeah, I can do those, man. Those, that, that'll be awesome. Can, how about we switch this medicine over here that's expensive to this medicine that's a little bit more generic and it's a little bit more... Can you afford $30 a month for your medicines? Yeah, I can. All right, the next time something like this happens, I need you to call me. Don't wait until your next appointment. I'll, just, I'll work with you over the phone. We'll make this happen, okay? All right. That is the difference between the medical goddamn model and the nursing model. Right there. This dickhead physician that wants to bash nurses because we don't practice medicine. We practice both. That's what pisses me off about these physicians that think they know what the hell they're talking about with NPs. That's the difference. This guy's mouth kind of hit the table a little bit. And he even told me, he goes, I see the studies that show that nurses are great at what they do. But it's just a ticking time bomb. That's what he said to me. I said, it's not a ticking time bomb. You're just lagging. You're a laggard. (laughs) This is going to be a problem for you in the future. I'm going to be a gatekeeper, and I'm not going to refer to you. (laughs) I didn't tell him that, but I wanted to. I'm not going to be confrontational, Just, but I'm biting my tongue the whole time. I'm sitting there saying, dude, you don't even know what we do. You have no clue how good we really are and how good you can maximize to benefit you using us. Close-mindedness. Close-minded to the understanding of what we do. Thinking they know what what, what we're doing. Now, do I think all physicians think that way? I think a lot of them do. They're trained to think this way. Does it mean I hate hate physicians? No, they, they serve a great purpose. When, when I want somebody to go to a specialist for um, rheumatology, I tell my, my patients, look, I don't know if this guy's a jerk, but he has specialized knowledge, training, and skill that I don't, and you need to see this person. And we need to address this. If you don't understand something that this guy says to you, you make an appointment, come back to me. I'll get the report, and we'll go through it together. And we'll figure it out. That's the nursing model. I'm making sure that my patients buy into the treatments that they've got. Medicine doesn't always do that. Now, there's some good doctors that understand that quality and taking care of their patients and really meaning it. And they're doing that. But they're being great nurses. (laughs) They're practicing the nursing model when they do that. They just don't know it. They're providing good care. And it's holistic care. It's It's not... you know, the, oh, let's use herbs and supplements and we're going to not use medicine and we're going to do Reiki and all this stuff. I think maybe there is a place for that stuff as a complementary therapy for medicine. I get it. That's not what I'm talking about. But this guy thinks that because I say we do the nursing model, which is a different animal, he thinks that means we're, you know, doing rain dances and, and, and using sweat lodges and, and all these, these weird therapies that, that might not be the most effective way to treat people. So his preconceived notions about nurse practitioners, nurse practitioners will hurt this individual in the future because we're going towards a nurse practitioner as primary care. It's just inevitable. 
It's inevitable. There's no one, and I, that was my point to him. I said, okay, so you want to do this legislation? I said, that's great. He goes, well, why do you say it's great? You seem like you, you're really pro-nurse practitioner, and this doesn't seem like it's pro-nurse practitioner. I said, well, first off, half of the schools in Ohio are state schools. Do you think that any state senator or, or state representative is going to make a proposal that's going to decrease enrollment in their programs? Because guess what you're going to do? You're going to decrease the number of students in the enrollment. Because there's only so many preceptors as nurse practitioners now. How many physicians are going to want to take nurse practitioners as students? As soon as that was a requirement, you'd have like a, you'd have a fraction of the number of nurse practitioner students out there. And I said, that's fantastic for me. It decreases my competition. You want to do that? That's great. Your price goes up if you ever have to hire an NP. Like substantially, dude. You want us cheap. <laughs> you, you want us cheap, dude. You want us at 80 grand a year. You want to flood the market. He doesn't understand the supply and demand. So I'm like, good. You're going to make demand higher and you're going to decrease supply. That's fantastic for me. Thank you. Okay, please do it. And the other thing is, is it's a it's a red herring. You're never going to get it passed. The, the state legislature is never going to decrease the enrollment. It's just not going to happen, dude. But I like your philosophy. Go get it done. Waste your time doing that. So if you're doing that, you're not fighting full practice authority. I didn't tell him that, but that's what I was thinking. Like, good, go do it. Get it done. Waste the senator's time. Waste the state representative. I don't know who it was. Waste their time because if they're busy doing this over here, they're not screwing around stopping full practice authority if it's, if there is a, a push to get that, which I hope there is. <coughs> Thought it was fun. It was an interesting debate, but I, here I am trying to bite my tongue because I don't want to be a dick. But this guy was a, a clear, clearly uninformed. It was funny because he was saying, the studies do show that nurse practitioners are effective and, and have been safe. And I said, well, what's your problem then? Well, it's just, a, you know, it's a ticking time bomb. I said, you do realize 22 or 25 or I don't know, it keeps growing. States and uh, jurisdictions in the United States do have full practice authority and people aren't dying in the streets, right? And he goes, yeah, but it's a time bomb. And I was so, the next thing I was in the tip of my tongue was, well, do you practice um, evidence-based medicine? Because he would have said, yes. I said, well, how come you don't practice evidence-based life? <laughs> you can't have it both ways, dude. You either practice it or not. You either follow the studies and you, you, you actually believe in the, the process of, of studies and research. Ask Ian. Ian did a podcast on this. This exact situation of how nurse practitioners and physicians and the, the interaction and the physician dichotomy with, with nurse practitioners and... I, it's it's it was just it's a personal experience that I felt like I had to talk about, and there might be people I'm going to step on toes out there, and I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Don't dismiss me because I'm an MP, man. We're we're smart, we're talented, we've got a lot of people that that are really kicking ass doing what we're doing, and uh, a lot of us don't need to be tied to a physician. We just don't need it. I don't need to be tied to a physician. I just don't. Not for what I do. Now, if I was in a specialty, I would say yes. But in my practice, I don't have to be tied to anybody. <laughs> How many times have I talked to my collaborative physician? I said hi to him twice. Hey, what's up? The second time I saw him, I didn't even remember who he was. I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> my MA said, that's, your, that's the doctor downstairs that you're supposed to be working with. Oh, okay, that's him. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what he looked like. 
I go to the, the people that are, that are close to me that I collaborate with. I go to my, my colleagues that I work with in my office. I, it's not that I'm flying solo. That's the misconception that, that a lot of physicians think is that because nurse practitioners want full practice authority in, in uh, primary care especially, but in a lot of practices, they assume that we're going to just you know go rogue and we're doing our own thing and we don't listen to anybody and we don't talk to them. We're living in a bubble. That's completely false. Completely false. And, uh, anyways, it was fun. It was a good, ex- entertaining. I don't know, guys. What else do we have today? If you guys have had an experience like that, I want, I'd love to hear what you guys say to people. Like a canned answer when somebody says, I, you know, I don't believe nurse practitioners should be full practice. What's your canned answer? Or do you just bite your tongue and take it? Because if it's somebody that has no bearing on my future or my life, I'll fire back. <laughs> I kind of fired back with this guy. Yeah, I think you're wrong. <laughs> it's retarded. <laughs> it's absurd. Makes no sense to me. You don't work with a physician, mandatory. It's just, nobody's gonna ever go. It's not gonna do anything, and it's already there now. I don't know what your problem is. But nurses don't do medicine. Bullshit. We all do it. We got 30 years of nurses doing medicine, and and we've been revolving around your medicine for the last 7,500 years, and and we watch physicians screw it up all the time how many times have you nurses out there been working in your job and you looked at a physician and said that guy's going to kill somebody or how many times have they killed somebody or how many times have they prescribed the wrong medication and you knew it was wrong and you said hey nope, don't you want to do this right how many times have you saved some physician's bacon how many times have you been the fall guy for a physician because they threw it on you. It was your fault, not theirs. It happens all every day. Physicians screw up more than nurses, just as much as nurses. I don't know. I don't know what the studies are. But I do know that the malpractice rates are only about 5% for uh, nurse practitioners. Physicians are significantly higher. And probably most of that's because they don't want to communicate because they're practicing the medical model in and of itself. So does that tell you it's a better type of care? Maybe. I don't know. I think it is. I think it's more holistic. You take care of the whole person. I'm finding out why my guy's A1C went up, not just because it's some pathophysiology problem that's getting worse. That's really not what the problem was. So you can understand all the pathophysiology and all the pharmacology in the world if you don't talk to your patients and figure out really what's going on with them. Take the time to care. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much you learn in med school, undergrad, residency. It just doesn't matter. It's a moot point. That's not the problem that's causing it, anyways. Most of the time, it's not medical. It's something else. Especially in primary care, you gotta find out what the hell's going on with these people. That's why I think NPs are better in primary care for that reason. Anyways, I'm biased. I'm a, I admit it. The um, what else was there? <clears throat> Somebody yesterday emailed me. I don't know if they listen to the show or not. I'm not going to use their name. Named as a defendant. This is just evidence of why everyone that's listening and everyone that you know, you need to tell them to have their own malpractice insurance policy, period. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care if it's 15 or 18 or $2,000 a year. You suck it up and that's part of your cost of being an in-nurse practitioner, period. Now, if you're good, you'll negotiate it in and it'll get paid for and it's not a big deal. However, that being said, 
you should always have one. <clears throat> this practitioner emails me. Hey, I got a question for you. No problem. I'll, it's, I look, I see they're from Ohio. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe this will I can contract, I can help review or something like that. I'm going to change enough the facts that they won't get outed. It was a team of practitioners, both physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, and a whole bunch of people taking care of an individual. Individual deteriorates and something bad happens. I don't even know what happened to the person. I don't even know what the, the illness was, but they don't do well. Probably died. They're getting sued by family. I'm guessing it's by family. Let's just say that it was a, um, a wrongful death malpractice claim. And um, so um, this, um, this nurse practitioner is named in a lawsuit. And their company has a malpractice insurance policy that has this individual as a rider, which is what I say, that's fine, but get your own. They did not get their own. So the attorney that is appointed by the insurance company, error number two right there, says, um, you know, I want information from you in a certain format that was, you know, throughout the facts of the case, and I'm not going to get into give out too much information. And um, I want this information. And this person's like, well, I'll, I'll get it for you. I'll see what I can do. And so they, in between, they haven't gotten it yet. Contact me. My response was, you call a lawyer now. <laughs> not me. Because <laughs> I can't represent you in this one. I'm not going to represent people in court. I don't have time. But you need to call an attorney and you need them on the hook today. You need to be in their office first thing tomorrow morning. Period figuring this out and then throughout the course of my discussion with this individual I'm going to a deposition in a week good god woman get your lawyer on the hook now they got work to do and it's going to be expensive for you and you you should have an insurance policy next time so tomorrow you're going to get in if you're practicing whether it's in a different practice or not you're going to hire and are going to go to uh, pro liability I love them or you can go to NSO, I don't care which one, but those are the two biggies. And you're going to get an insurance policy, and you're going to listen to the NP Dude podcast about insurance, and you're going to become educated on the pitfalls of not having an insurance policy. Because this poor poor NP is going through this right now. She needs a policy that's going to cover her deposition, that's next week. She's a claimant, so it doesn't matter. She's, she's going, she's being deposed, and she's going to go to this deposition without someone to, to yell at other people for her. To say, stop, that's not appropriate. Ah, it scares me. If anybody takes anything away from this podcast, get your own malpractice policy and have an attorney that you know in the community that you're ready to speed dial and say, look, I got something going on. Know where you're going to go up front. I, I know where I go. I got a guy. I, he's, I don't talk to him very often, but if I need to, I know I can get on, get him on the hook quick. This guy I went to school with, he's one of the smartest guys I know. And I, and I would pay top dollar. And I don't care. Because top dollar up front is going to save me the potential of not being able to work as a nurse practitioner again. Damn right I'm going to pay it. I'll pay 450 bucks an hour if I had to. It's worth every penny. Especially when the when the depositions and the claims start flying. Do not rely on someone else's attorney. Who is paying that attorney? 
I went through this 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 exercise with this individual. I said, okay, that's fine. Who's the attorney? I don't know his name. Okay, so well, you, she knows her name, but I mean, this, I don't know who he is. Okay. Did you hire him? No. Who hired him? The insurance company. Okay, there's problem number one. Who's paying the insurance premium? My company. So who do you think they're going to look out for? And she goes, oh, no. It was like instantaneous light bulb clicked on. And I'm like, do you understand why this is an issue now? Yep, I'm calling right now. And she's like, who do I call? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's in your area. So I call the bar association. That's what I would do. Call the bar association, and then I would I would look around town for the biggest office building with lawyer names on it. Because <laughs> that's who you want. You want the big dogs. If you're being named in a, in a medical malpractice claim, you don't want the guy that does the, the shady commercials on it late at night. That's the other side. And they're not going to look out for you. <clears throat> They're looking for money. The other guys are going to try to protect you, but you're going to have to pay them. Scary. Very scary, guys. Very scary. Man, it's really crappy down here. This weather is awful. I'm going like 25 miles an hour. It's snow everywhere. I think I just saw Santa. I'm driving to the North Pole. Jeepers creepers. All right, guys. We're 28 minutes. I appreciate you guys sharing the show, telling your friends about it. I appreciate you guys using the Amazon affiliate link. Here's how you do it. I did save this, right? So I saved that lady that made a comment on my iTunes <laughs> that I do my housekeeping. Go to my website, thenpdude.com. You're going to go ahead and click on the Amazon banner. You're going to go straight to Amazon. Do the shopping for Christmas. You're getting close to Christmas, guys. Got to do your shopping. Going to do your shopping that you otherwise would have done. doesn't cost you a penny more. It really doesn't. It's a great way to support the show. So use the Amazon affiliate link. It sends me a couple percent of what you buy. I'm going to use it. I just got my bill. My web hosting bill came in and it's higher than it was last year by like 40 bucks. So um, I need help, guys. I'm still not the goal. We're getting there, but but um, I'm fronting the money on some shirts. And uh, so I need I need to get reimbursed on that. And um, we're out of the first run of the shirts, by the way. So it's amazing. I can't believe it. I was like, I put that post last night about the shirts. I got my kids who got their shirts and... Uh, they're excited about wearing them. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. My kids are actually excited about something I'm doing. <laughs> it's, it's usually the other way around. And so um, if you want a shirt, just go ahead and email me. You can always just send me a, net, a note through Facebook too. But um, easiest way is email. seems to be the best way for me to manage it. And um, I'll get you guys a shirt, I promise. The uh, other thing you guys can do if, you, if you're feeling spunky and you want to support the show and you're like, I don't need a shirt and I don't buy anything on Amazon, you can use the donate button on my website. Click the donate button. It takes you through PayPal. All you do is you put in a percentage or a number or however you want to do it. If you want to do a rolling basis, not a percentage, you put a dollar amount. But you can do a rolling basis if you want to do a monthly, month-to-month basis. I'm cool with that. If you want to do, uh, you know, if you think one specific show was worth a buck, go give me a buck. If you think it was worth 10 or 20 or 50 or 100, I'll take it. I'll need it. I promise. I'm not making any money off this. I'm just doing it to help you guys and uh, help me just learn from you guys. It's just a great way. I think it's a win-win-win. Right? It's a dorky business thing, right? Anyways, guys, be safe out there. Be safe on the roads if you're in Northeast Ohio cruising around. It's slippy. If you're uh, working this the night shift, be, be safe, man. That's when the, the crazies come out, right? That's when if nothing bad happens. Nothing good ever happens after midnight. Anyways, be safe, be smart. We'll talk soon.